dog. Your mother ate my dog. The podcast. Your mother ate my dog. Screamed that. Very excited to be back again. Once again, my good friend Jesse. I'm his good friend Josh. Episode fifty-six. I have. I'm not prepared for that. Is it fifty-six? I don't know. It's it's in the fifties. That's for sure. I think it's fifty-six. Um. Here, let me just take a look. Yeah, fifty-six. Great. You know what the best part of you know what the best part of this episode is. No, no. The best part is is whatever the person in your house is listening to in the background. Interesting. Sounds like like, uh, a reality show of some kind. My microphone is so good. Catches that up. I'm closing the door. Door is closed. Now I can't hear the bachelor. No, it's. um, I would assume it's just like Instagram um, reels. Instagram reels played on the TV. No, I believe that's just on our phone. Oh, from your video, it looked like your it was a TV. Well, we're not in the same room, so we're not in the same room, and we're also not. We don't. See, we can't see each other. We don't have the video going. I mean, we could. We quite could. Easily. We could. That would be really strange, though. I think. Oh, I tried to do it, but it said while recording, you cannot change camera settings. So oh. you have to unrecord and to 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 yeah to do it. Uh, anyways, uh, Jesse, it's been so long. What's what's new in your life? You know, Josh, I got to tell you, not a whole lot has been going on. Just been living my life. I've been living the dream, going to work, going to sleep, all those combined. It's just the same old routine. I'm sitting back from my like really far back from my microphone. Um, do I still mm-hmm. sound clear? You sound so clear. Yep. It sounds like you're, you're, the room you're in is is doesn't have very many things in it. It's echoey, if you will. I mean, if I had my camera, you'd be able to see that you were kind of right, but also kind of wrong. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's uh, thanks for asking about what's going on in my life. Do I have a story for you? Oh, please! I would love to know. Okay, um, just to. A little preamble here. Okay. Um, listener discretion advised. Oh, God. I am going to be talking about something that is disgusting, something that we all do, but we don't like to talk about it. Pooping. Okay. So it started Sunday, I don't know, two Sundays from now. To two, yeah. So two Sundays from now, <laughs> two, two Sundays in the ago. future. Oh, okay. In the two Sundays ago, okay. Two Sundays ago, um, I have much like yourself. I have three cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, one cat is very young. Right. One cat is like three. And actually, well, the very young cat is having a second birthday coming up. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I have an old, old, old boy. Mr. Gino. Mr. Gino. So um, in the past, it's like two years ago, he had an issue with his with his butt, uh, his anal gland kind of mm. discretion, discretion. 
something that can happen in cats that I've uh, become kind of an expert in is um, anal gland. Um, they can kind of get clogged up and then um, exit through because there's like canals that lead to the to the bum mm-hmm. where the the poop comes out of, and then the anal sacs are connected to the and everything can, everything there can get kind of clogged up and it needs right. somewhere to go so it comes out um the skin okay so um two sundays ago um we noticed that poor gino something was happening with his butt so um we got him a vet appointment that same day got him all cleaned up um his anal glands were relaxed and everything was was out of his butt so um this monday i took him back for his recheck appointment to make sure everything that everything was going well with him and you know for the most part yes everything great with gino um his his wound where things happened wasn't healing as well as as one had hoped so we got him a comb. So we have to wear a comb now. He doesn't currently have one on, but to prevent him from licking the wound and uh, so it heals properly, we, he has a comb. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like the comb. Today, um, he had the comb on all day while we were at work. Then when I came home, um, we take the cone off because he can't eat with the cone on. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Take the cone off, let him eat. Then we put the comb back on um, afterwards. He didn't, he certainly did not like that. So he goes to the litter box, has himself a little, a little poop, uh, decides to like get, get it all on him somehow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of poop, poop on him. He, mm-hmm. he was quite a few places in the house, including it was, it was all on him. So I had to, we had to clean a few things, a lot of a lot of the ground, some furniture cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, then I took him to the bathtub. Took him to the bathtub. We had a nice little bath, cleaned him all up, and now he's under. I believe he's under the bed beside me, all upset because he uh, he had to have a bath today. Um, but he is poop free, uh, and his butt is healing good. Well, that's great. You know, my cat also had a poop incident recently where she kind of got it on her butt and decided to put it all over my side table and on our floor and part of our couch. So that was good. But it was not in an act of cone defiance, if you will. I don't think he he was defiant. It just looked that way. He just Mm. he had the cone on and was all disoriented in the litter box and uh, things escalated from there. Also, we went to Ikea this weekend. Wow, that's a that's a one eighty. You you were in Vancouver going to IKEA, were you? I went to Vancouver. It was our uh, Easter trip with Megan's dad, and he lives by an IKEA, so we went to an IKEA and spent a lot of money. You can get lost in that place, man. There's so many things you didn't realize you needed. It's a day trip. It's the, also the first time that I ate at uh, the cafeteria there, their restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was looking for dollar hot dogs, but I got the poutine instead. 
How was we'll that? give the poutine a six, a six and a half out of ten. Hey, could be worse. Could be worse. Which reminds me. Anyways, yeah, that was. You didn't have a very, a very, uh, what's the word, adventurous week. Uh, I did. Yeah, you you were the adventurer of the week. That's our segment of the of the week, adventure of the week, and you have won. And now segment is over. Yes, segment is over. Um, and let me just pull up the good old spreadsheet, which I assume is what you're doing. No, I oh. don't have that up. That's I'm um, just talking to the AI um, to get me a score of this movie. Could you provide a brief review of the 1998 film? Oh, yeah. Today's film we're doing is Smoke Signals. Mm-hmm. It's a Jesse movie. It is a Jesse movie. 1998. Um, I watched this movie in uh, university. I said that before. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good good to revisit a lot of new stuff. Uh, not that we're talking about the movie, but right. Um, unless you want to, well, we can talk about the movie whenever you're ready. Whenever you're done, clickety and clackitying over there with your your keyboard. Yeah, I'm done. <clears throat> I'm done clicking and clacking. I feel like there's more I want to talk about. I went to IKEA, took the ferry. That was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I've been uh, doing busy. a lot of that lately. Going over uh, and paddling with my Samoa buddies. Oh. Okay, yeah. Let's, we can talk about your thing. No, no. That was it. That's all I had to say. You getting excited about going to Samoa? Oh, yeah. Big time. But it's still a little while yet. Is Mackenzie getting excited about going to Cuba? Yes, she definitely is. Just so much excitement going on. I do feel like I'm going to be lonely when she's gone. She's going to be gone for like a whole ass month. Yeah, what are you going to do? I have no idea. Play video games, maybe? Watch a lot of movies? Cry myself to sleep, something like that. Yeah, watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Exactly. And that's in June? That's in July, man. July, okay. Because in June, I'll be gone for a week as well. So we'll have to uh, take another week off the podcast. This summer's going to be, you know, less your mother and my dog and more us venturing out into the world. Yeah, finally getting to see what this world has to offer, you know. But we'll have more to talk about. That's true. We'll come back because, you know, I'm going to be gone for like three whole ass weeks. What am I going to do? <sighs> Gee, I don't know. Go on without me, I guess. You and Greg can make an episode or something. Don't do that, actually. Interesting. Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, this show is Josh and Jesse, which just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. Without you. Wouldn't be the same without... Cat scratching in letterbox, which is very actually on point for today's episode, episode 56. 
the litter box episode. Smoke signals. Again, I apologize for the for the gross story. It's just this is incul- encapsulating my life. Um, vet visits. I've been to so many vets. Yeah. I went to, uh, on Monday, I went also to a, uh, our baby has to go to a, a cat eye specialist, a cat ophthalmologist. Oh, got to get him some cat glasses. Some cat eye drops, which cost $131. Jeez Louise. The and then it was, a hun- it was a hundred and, uh, 150 something just for the, it was just a recheck as well. Just to be for them to be like, yeah, you know, nothing's really changed in the two weeks since you've been here. They charge you for the recheck? They charged me $158 to recheck the cat. That's crazy. Usually the follow-up ones are like freebies. Not the vet, not the special cat eye doctor. Oh man, it's a racket. But I think we're done with that for now as well. So That's good. My goodness, smoke signals, nineteen ninety-eight. Yes, indeed. Coming of age comedy drama. Was. Yes. What, there, did you th- what did you what did you think overall? Well, that's a mic. Like it was a very enjoyable watch. Yes. Um, for a you know, a quaint ninety minute film, it was not boring. The last movie we watched, The House, was boring. Yeah. Also 90 minutes. This was not boring, um, but not because like a lot of stuff happened. Um, I just thought like the actors were very engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the one like the actor who plays Thomas. Yeah. Um, Victor, very familiar to me, the actor. Uh, not too sure where like I've seen him, but apparently he's been in, he was in Walker, Texas Ranger, okay, and other stuff. But um, yeah, the acting was great in this. Uh, I thought the story was great. Visually, it was pretty good. I didn't quite like Victor's wig at the end. Yeah, that was but... a little distracting. But yeah, I felt I, like uh, I felt as though this movie was was uh, very full of life and very happy at times, but then also like very depressing at times. Well, it started with a fire in which people died. Yes, yes, but it was very, um, yeah, it just felt very real, full of life. That's how I that's how I described it right as it ended. Many Canadian actors. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. At least one that I I noticed because I was looking up some of the actors who's a Co Salish. I think he's from was from North Vancouver. He's since passed, but um, was that like the the radio guy? Yeah, yeah, like the guy who was like given the the weather reports and the weather and the uh, traffic. Right. Yeah, which was very so, funny. So that. Um, the guy who did the radio, mm-hmm. I mean, that was very like reminiscent of, uh, the Spike Lee movie we watched. Yeah. I thought that as well. 
Yeah, this movie I had a lot of like moments where I actually genuinely laughed. It was actually quite funny. That's why I thought and yeah, but then moments that were actually quite sad and rather moving. So it kind of had it all. Yes, it kind of had it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was interesting getting this sort of. I mean, they they showed it multiple times when the, on, on like televisions in in the movie. Like the stereotypical like Indian, like cowboy and Indian movies or whatever. And then um, this being more like getting the indigenous side of of a story, you know, which was uh, refreshing. Um, yeah, one of the first ones, it would appear. Yeah, it's got, uh, pretty sure that's true. And um, yeah, very good. It's in the National Film Registry now for, the, for its importance. Oh, really? That makes sense. Much like Do the Right Thing. Well, there you go. Um, I didn't plan this. I had picked my movie before I watched um, my movie for next week before I watched this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about Dances with Wolves a lot. And that's kind of a spoiler for next week. We're not watching Dances with Wolves, are we? We're not watching Dances with Wolves, no, but it, it's very... I've seen that movie, and it's like freaking three and a half hours long. Oh, I didn't ask you if you've seen the movie that I've picked, so maybe we... Maybe we'll have to. Well, well. To be fair, the last like two movies I've picked, I didn't bother asking if you've seen them, and you had seen already. That's true. Yeah. Um, the one issue that I had with the movie, um, was that apparently there's no way that one bus driver could have driven the same bus continuously from Idaho to Arizona. Because there's a federal law that prohibits that from happening. That was your problem with the movie? Took me right out of it. That's fair. Yeah, as soon as as soon as they took off, you go, but wait, wait a minute. They can't legally do that. That's fair. That's the the law we all already know about. Not a law abiding film. Um, yes, Thomas. Um, Thomas builds the fire. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was my favorite. Yeah. He I don't I mean, we haven't seen anything really else from him. I don't think he acted much after this. Right. But uh, he had a great I don't performance. Know most, I don't know if most of these people were actors before this film came out. I don't know. Um. Victor's mom, played by Tantu Cardinal, is, um, I saw her, she's a stage actress as well, and I saw her play in Victoria. Really? Uh, also an indigenous play. I can't remember what it's called. I can probably, probably look that up. Um, but yes, yeah, uh, she was great. Yeah, I liked her as well. I um, There was a lot of fry bread in this movie. Did you know about fry bread before you watched this movie? I've heard of fry bread before, sure. Yeah. I actually, one time, 
um, one of the people I paddle with, he, he's indigenous and he invited me to paddle with him one time. And so I guess it was like, it, I went there twice, once to do a practice and once to actually do a race, which was an outrigger race. But the time I went over there to practice, they let me try, um, war canoe, which is, um, something you're, you can't just do if you're not indigenous, you have to be like invited. So I was very um, grateful to be able to do that. And then when I got to do the race, which was like an all indigenous race, I was like one of only, I think I might've been the only white guy there. Um, they had a stand with fry bread and like, I knew that was an indigenous food. Like I wasn't going to just go and order some or whatever, but the guy that I came with insisted I try it. So I did. And it was delicious. So I feel very lucky to have been able to try that. And, um, yeah, so that was, and I mean, I knew about fry bread before this movie, but I guess it's a more of a cultural thing than I even thought because it, it's mentioned so many times in this movie. Right. So. Yes. Uh, and Victor's mom had the best fry bread. The best, um, how did you, yeah. how did you like, um, Thomas's stories. Um, yeah, they were good. I mean, like, I guess that is, I don't know how much of, um, like what I know about indigenous culture. I mean, storytelling is a big thing. I mean, they even, uh, in part of this movie, they were joking about, about being like a good storyteller. Like when they were talking to those girls in the car, Lucy and, uh, somebody else. Like, oh, like, dude, did a great job of uh, exhibiting the oral tradition or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, he was a storyteller, so I don't know if that was, I don't know if they were trying to poke fun at it or if they were, I don't know, but I did like them. I can't claim to know all that much about indigenous culture, I guess. Well, I just in the how it was used in the movie. Oh, I see. Like, cause it was the ending was basically his recollection. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good part of the story. I also liked how it weaved the past and and the present. Like some of the yep. shots were very interesting about how it like yeah quickly transitioned to when they were younger versus when they were older. This didn't necessarily feel like a low budget movie no i wouldn't say so no it was definitely like you know actor driven and not so much like effects and like big um sets and stuff like that but like i guess the overall feel did not feel low budget i can see what you mean uh thank you and I think there was a lot about uh, in this movie about um, like trauma, not so much, not also, not just trauma, like uh, um, at the individual level. Like if you think about um, Victor and his father and like the tragedy of the, the, the fire and all that, mm-hmm. but also like the trauma of just the influence of white people on um, indigenous people that was a part but I felt like they did there was like an interesting amount of 
like acknowledging that those things happening, but not dwelling too much on them and just kind of like showing us how they dealt with it. It was a, like a good balance. I thought. Yeah. How do you feel about like the only, well, the majority of the white people in this movie were negatively portrayed. Um, well, I mean, it made sense to me. I mean, there was like a one, I guess if you could say maybe white character that was like in the middle, like that gymnast character or whatever. She wasn't necessarily oh, bad, you know? Yeah. Well, and like the cop too. Like listen to them and let them go. Yeah. And then the, the wife, so it was just like one bad guy. Yeah, there like weren't uh, there weren't even a ton of white people in it, but there was like some stereotypical like, oh, why don't you go have your powwow over there, or sort of, you know, that sort of betrayal. Yeah, and with the car accident, like the guy, the right. drunk guy was was like, "I'll tell him it was you." Like that doesn't make any sense because like, right? But well, yeah. the truck, but. I'm sure that's a, you know, that thing has sort of happened maybe to the writer of the screenplay or whoever, but I'm sure that's happened a lot and blame it on. Yeah. Sherman Alexi mm-hmm. um, was wrote the screenplay, but it was based off of a short story. Yeah. So I saw that. About um, you, the Lone you be on it? No, with the Lone Ranger and Tonto meet in heaven or something like that. I can't remember what the name of the short story is, but it's something like that. They fist fight in heaven. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Might have to read that. Uh, well, it's a short story, uh, so it would probably not take probably very long. that long. Yeah. yeah. So short it was. But yeah, overall, it was like a very feel good and happy movie at times like i said and then depressing at other times but it found that nice balance and was just overall pretty enjoyable Had a lot going for it for uh like it wasn't wasn't flat it was uh layered yeah it had a positive ending mm-hmm. um nice character development yeah and and also like very easily could be in a film study class, like what you experienced. It was more to the, just the surface, you know? Exactly. Yes, sir. So I'm glad I picked this one. Um, what made you pick it again? I can't remember. I saw it. I think I, I, I was searching like nineties indie films or nineties cult films or something like that. And this was on one of the lists. We'll be watching a 90s indie film next week. But enough about that. Um, do you have anything else before we get into scores? Um, I don't think so. Okay. It's a Miramax film. Yeah. Sort of a bigger... Uh film studio or I think that's what it is right a film studio if it even exists anymore 
Oh, it was founded by uh, Harvey Weinstein. Oh, well, that part's not great. It's now called, or it's now owned by Paramount. So really, I think Merrimack's just, just Paramount now. Okay. Well, on that note, acting score. Mm-hmm. How about you go, you go first for acting? Okay. I really especially enjoyed the acting from when they went into the past, like the younger actors. And um, I would say if I were like to nitpick, perhaps the the grandmother character, I, I don't know if I was crazy about her performance, but um, I think it was just in the beginning. It just felt like over dramatic, but maybe it uh, it got better for me over time as I, th- as I think about it, I guess. I don't know. Um, but overall, like that, no real problem with acting. It was all quite enjoyable, all quite, uh, quite real, uh, believable. I really liked um, Gary Farmer. He's the guy who played Arnold, Arnold Joseph. I liked his performance probably the best, along with um, Evan Adams, who played Thomas. Um, yeah, and also, if I were guess if I were being nitpicky as well, um, Adam Beach, who played Victor, the older Victor. Maybe not like the most stellar performance ever, but I don't know. Uh all that being said, I gave acting an eight out of ten. Um, yeah, Adam Beach is probably the most well known to come out of this movie. Mm-hmm. I would assume. I thought he was fine. The the wig after he cut his hair, it was a bit distracting. But that doesn't have anything to do with his acting, right? Uh, I really enjoyed Thomas. The most I did like Gary Farmer's Arnold as well. The uh, drunken dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the most part, everybody did great. I enjoyed their performances. There wasn't this wasn't like a a movie where it was over the top, um, like a negative performance that kind of stood out. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a seven point five. Nice. 7.5. Um, ending. Um, and ending was, I mean, this movie was pretty simple. Like the, the direction they were going is the dad dies and they go to collect his stuff and then they come home. Like that's, that was the movie basically. Mm-hmm. So like them, them reaching their destination in Phoenix and the end of the movie was pretty quick. So I don't know what really the ending was, mm-hmm. um, but it was a, it was a feel good ending at the end when, uh, when Victor splits the ashes because uh, Thomas considered Arnold as a father figure because he did save his life and saw him, he saw him in a much different light than Victor did. And so they split it. And then both got to got to dump um, dump his ashes, which you know hit you, hit you in the feels felt pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give the ending a seven. Okay, yeah, I I like the ending. It's like yeah, I guess Victor coming to peace with the uh, the reality of his his father and really why he left and 
why he was struggling and all and all those things. Um, yeah, a feel good ending, but uh, an ending with like a lot of meaning. And it was, uh, yeah, I liked I liked the the ashes in the river and yeah, it kind of brought the whole story together in in more than one way. So I gave the ending an, an eight. Uh, okay, well, I'll go first for score to 10, because I feel like your score to 10 is going to be higher than mine. Okay. Just based on your two eights. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it was a fun watch. Um, a lot of Canadian actors, some familiar faces. Um, acting was great. You know, the ending was good. Um there was no boring moments. I stayed engaged through the whole movie. And that's kind of what you'd want in a movie. Uh, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Nice. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Was very engaged, went through a whole plethora of emotions and um, yeah, I found it very interesting seeing uh, like the different point of view that you, wouldn't normally see and uh yeah overall and the acting like you said it was good and i really enjoyed the ending so for me overall i gave it an eight out of ten just like my other two scores did you cry um yes i did near the end well i only gave it an eight yep just one tier one tier i was a little i was a little overwhelmed at one point and this is the first movie you've cried. Uh, podcast movie you've cried on, you think? Probably. Oh, this and Con Air. Yeah. Did I do I have to like add that to a add that as a score? Did you cry? Yes or no? Pro- I you could probably leave that out. Okay. Well, you're, you're not gonna cry in, in the next movie, but that's fine. Okay, that was Smoke Signals, 1998. Episode 56, I've confirmed. Episode 56, yeah. Uh, so last week, we talked about, uh, we played the box office game from 1990, or 2001, and it was Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, and there was Shallow Hal, which, had a, which has Jack Black in it. We we're looking at Jack Black. What what was he in before 2001 to to warrant his starring role? One of the starring roles in Shallow Hell. Mm-hmm. And one of those movies that he was in, which would not have added to his star power, was Waterworld. Right. The 1995. Kevin Costner film Dances with Wolves Waterworld They're that's, that's critically what... bombed overpriced this movie cost so much to make but didn't bring in nearly enough Waterworld That's what we're watching Waterworld Aren't, aren't you excited to see what all the fuss is about? I guess so 
let's just see how long it is. It's two hours and 15 minutes. All right, buckle in. Waterworld. Lovely. Um, just looking at the Wikipedia quickly, under plot, during their quest to find dry land, many other events happen to them. So this oh, movie... Um, now you're, you're yawning. This movie cost two... At, well, okay. It was $175 million to make, but it yeah. made $264 million in the box office. So it's made money. Oh, oh okay. 45% on Rotten Tomatoes, which we don't care about. No. Um, Smoke Signal's got like 81, which, you know, fits with your scoring. Yes, that's true. Um, before we... Before we give up on smoke signals, I just wanted to let you know what the AI gave it out of 10. Oh, yes. Eight as well. Hey. Um, now we can just see a little uh, preview for next week. See what it gives Waterworld. You know, maybe it's maybe it's better than we think. It's an underappreciated gem that people just shit on because that's what everyone else does. I feel like ChatGPT is very positive. It does seem that way. Um. Well, I gave it a six, so you know, not bad. Not bad. Okay, Jesse. Yes. One half. Of your mother ate my dog, the podcast. You know, we got some time to kill. Right. What were you doing the weekend of January 23rd, 2009? Oh boy, I was just getting ready to, I was in my penultimate year at high school, in high school. I was just living my best life and also going to the movie theater. Okay. Thank goodness, because we got some doozies here. Okay. Would you like to start at the top or the bottom today? Give me the top. Okay. So the top the top one is a Sony Pictures movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is week two. It grossed a total of 64, almost $65 million. Okay. Would you like the actor? Yes, give me the first actor. Kevin James. 2009. I think we know exactly what this is. Kevin James. Of course we do. uh, Number one. Are you not thinking Paul Blart Malkop? I'm not thinking Paul Blart Malkop. I'm thinking, um, what's that movie he did? Okay, well, give us a second actor. If it's if it's Adam Sandler, it's not Adam Sandler. I don't think Kevin James would be first billed for Grown Ups. If that's what no, you think. Not Grown Ups. No, no. There's like this other movie. Anyway, who's the second? Somebody I've never heard of before named Keir O'Donnell. Okay, if it's somebody we've never heard of, then I think you need to go with Paul Blart Malkoff. Uh, actor three is also somebody I've never heard of. Jama Mays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're guessing Paul Blart Mall Cop. It's be Mall Cop 1, not Mall Cop 2. It's Paul Blart Mall Cop. Okay. Perfect. Huge. 
the second movie is also a Sony Pictures movie. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in its first week, twenty million dollars. Okay. Uh, the first actor is somebody named Rona Mitra. Rona Mitra. Oh boy! Can you give us the genre? Genres: fantasy, action, thriller. Um, I will give you actor two. Bill Nighy. Oh boy. Actor three, Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen. What the hell? Um, the tagline is every war has a beginning. <laughs> every war has a beginning. 2009. What the hell? I have no um, idea what this could be. The the plot gives it away a little bit. Okay. Uh, prequel to the first two Underworld films. Ah. So, uh, it's Underworld. I don't know. Is it Underworld Blood Wars? Is it Underworld Awakening? Is it Underworld Endless War? Underworld Evolution? Give it Awakening. Underworld Rise of the Lycans? Uh, okay, Awakening. That sounds like a pretty cool title. It's not Awakening. Oh, boy. Uh, Rise of the Lycans? It's Rise of the Lycans. I haven't seen any of the Underworld underworld films, have you? No, but isn't uh, Kate Beckinsale in it? Uh, is that Underworld? Uh, or is that my uh, Jankovic or something? Okay. This one might be a bit easier. It's a Warner Brothers movie mm-hmm. in the seventh week. Oh. But it's only made $97 million. Okay. So seventh week, oh, you're thinking, oh, November. Was there a Harry Potter movie that came out in 2009 or 2008? But it's only made $97 million. Yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. not. First actor is Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood, two thousand nine. So yeah, is it what it's, million dollar baby? What's who's the second actor? Christopher Carley. Now, million dollar baby was like two thousand four or something. What's that freaking movie where he's like an old, like angry man? And he's like drives around in a truck. Hmm. And I, I know exactly which one you're thinking of. I don't know the name though. The tagline is, ever come across somebody you shouldn't have messed with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the movie. That's the movie. Because I've seen that scene where he's like talking to these guys and he's like, you ever ever think about how there's, and then that exact line, what the hell is that movie called? It's not called like The Old Man? No, no, no. It's called like, uh, gosh, I know this one. I've seen so many clip that clip so many times. It's just not coming to mind. Just gonna Google Clint Eastwood old man. Old man movie. Is it called no it's not the mule? Oh, it's Gran Torino, I think. Gran Torino. Gran Torino, you think? 
Is that a good game? It doesn't come up. G R A N, no D. O T O Ran Torino. It is Gran Torino. Yep, there he is. Disgruntled Korean War veteran Walt Kowalski. All right. Well, less um, less good on this one than last week. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, January is not usually a big box office month. Um, number four is a Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. This is its second week. It's grossed $37 million. Oh, gosh. Uh, starring Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts. If you yeah. said Emma Thompson, I would have guessed Nanny McPhee, but Emma Roberts, that's a whole different story. Jake T. Austin. Is that not the two and a half men guy? I don't know. Don Cheadle is the third actor. Oh, Jesus, man. Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, what is she? Because she's in like American Horror Story, which is TV, obviously. Um, I don't know. The genre is comedy family. Oh, yeah. She's also in like We Are the Millers, but that would that would have like Jennifer Anderson and right. Jason Sudeikis, but comedy family. Sorry, Emma Roberts. Uh, the tagline is No Stray Gets Turned Away. It's not animated, though. I have no idea. Um, placed in a foster home that doesn't allow pets, 16-year-old Andy and her younger brother Bruce turn an abandoned hotel into a home for their dog. So it's just like... It's not a stupid movie called like Hotel for Dogs or something. Yeah, you know what? I think something like that. Hotel for... There, there's literally a movie called Hotel for Dogs and you're telling me that's, that's, that's the it. movie Hotel for Dogs. Oh. Uh, good job. No right. points, but... That's fine. That's fine, yeah. Um, the last movie of the week is a Fox Searchlight movie in okay. its 11th week. Oh, boy. It has only... Uh, only surmassed $56 million. We got no hope in hell. Dev Patel is the first actor, which uh, Dev Patel, this is too late for, uh, what's that movie? Um, the one, the the one when he's, he's on, he wants to be a millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire? Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. I'm pretty um, sure Slumdog Millionaire came out in 2008. Pretty damn sure. Because I was thinking like... Hmm. Yeah, well, I'll do Slumdog Millionaire. 2008? Well, I guess it's... Yeah, if, it's been in, if it's been in the freaking theaters for this long, it's probably for a reason. Like, it's very critically acclaimed. It is Slumdog Millionaire. There you go. Well, a teenager reflects on his life after being accused of cheating on the Indian version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That's a good movie. All right, that was fun. That was just thrilling. That was fun for us. It's probably not fun for you guys listening to this episode, but I don't care because we're we're hitting it big these days. We do this for us and not for you, so you guys can just suck it. 
Well, I didn't want to say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, never mind. Don't suck it. Yeah, so Waterworld next week. Um, you probably already have your movie for the week after. I have an idea, yep. Not 100% set on it, though. Might change. You'll watch Waterworld and be like, hmm, I want more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might want another Kevin Costner movie. It it says it's on Prime, but I don't trust that. I actually looked it up. It is on it is on Prime. Well, there you go. How how lovely. Thank you. Don't have to go visit your uh, your uh, handy dandy uh, uh, video rental place, which is what I did for this movie. Here's a question for you. Okay. You have uh, access to my crave. Yes, I do. Have you watched anything recently? Have I watched anything recently on Crave? Yeah, we tried watching Yellow Jackets. Okay, so that was you. Yeah, we watched the first episode and we're like, eh. It it is a show that like is a slow burn, but I think it's well worth it to continue. It's kind of like, oh yeah, they're gonna end up eating each other, and how do they do it? And uh, who cares? That's how I got. That's how I fell out of the first episode. There wasn't an episode this week. They're in season two now, and mm-hmm. it, it like ruined our night because like we had all we planned our dinner around a yellow jacket, and it didn't happen. Why didn't so it happen? Because they they skipped a week for some reason. I don't know. It's sort of holiday. It's not, but um, so let me, we finished beef. Uh, beef oh, right, good. right, right, right. Well, beef is weird. It's a weird ending, but if you like Glenn, um, oh, we do talk about sometimes uh, movies we've watched in the past week. Right. Uh, we, as I mentioned before, went over to visit my lovely girlfriend's father for Easter, well, yeah. our Easter. Yeah. And we watched a movie on Netflix called Chupa. Have you uh, come across Chupa while browsing Netflix? No, but my Mackenzie told me about that movie. That like calling it Chupa is like, a, like I don't know. I can't remember what she said. Like is Chupa a bad word? Yeah, it's like part of chupacabra or something, right? But like, if you just say chupa, it doesn't make any sense. No, but if you watch the movie, the name chupa does make sense because it is named because they they it is about chupacabras. Oh, chupa just means suck because a chupacabra is a goat sucker. So if you just yeah. say chupa, you just say suck. And so, well, that's what they name it when they find it. They name it chupa. They call so it I guess they just, suck. But it's a movie based in Mexico. Um, much like much like um, Jack Black's movie it's Nacho not... Libre, there's uh-huh. a lot there is some Lucha Libre aspects to it. Much yes. like Peanut Butter Falcon. Right. Kind of. It's all ties together. And it's not just sucking, by the way. It's sexual sucking. So in case oh, you want your a... fill of 
sexual sucking. Is there sexual sucking in that sh- in that show? No, it's a movie. children's movie. It's a it's children's, children's movie. movie. But it's like it's like really low budget. Um, it's like Christian Slater plays the bad guy, but it's it's one of those movies where it's like this this is not good. What are you doing in this movie? Why is uh, Christian, Christian Slater, Slater in that movie? That's weird. I don't know. Like it gives off like ET vibes. Give off um, elf vibes with this freaking chupacabra. Um, did I tell you that like we went to see a, a live wrestling show? No. I think you posted it on uh, your Instagram or something. Maybe that was yeah. or something. Yeah. Like two weeks ago, we went to see a live wrestling show. The first steel cage match in 37 years in Victoria. Oh, shit. We were in the front row. I high-fived a few guys. Nice. Did you get sweat thrown at you? No. Oh. No. That's not big. It's exciting. But it was fun. You know what else is fun? This this has been fun. Yeah, it had been fun. And we were talking about that now in the past tense. So it's probably time to wrap it up. Yeah, I think you're right. We've reached the end. We've hit our... We've had our 53 minutes, and now we got to wrap it up. We do, I think. Um, Smoke Signals, great movie. Uh, rare, Jesse gives um, a higher score than Josh. That's only happened, let's see, one, two. That's only the third time that's happened this year. And this is like our 17th movie or 16th movie. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Like maybe the third time. Josh, I hope you have a great evening. And I hope all the listeners have a great evening as well. Or morning or afternoon or whatever you're doing. Or if you're sleeping right now, I hope you're sleeping quite soundly. Right. The sound of our voices put you to sleep. So we hope that continues. Yes, indeed. Maybe I won't even put a uh, put the ending theme song on there, just so you continue to sleep, and we can just kind of. I can do like a mellow version. You want the mellow version to to end our our episode? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here you go. It's over now. The episode is done. Sleep soundly now. We hope you. Had fun.